I make the pronouncements here, girl. Ohaku or Not covers the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, an encyclopedia series published from 1985 to 1988 by Marvel Comics. And we cover it with several panelists with little to no knowledge of the Marvel Universe, giving their first impressions of each character, its look, concept, and story. Warning, listener discretion is advised. Ohaku or Not is a proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. This is your host, Siskoid, and with me today are... Amelie, Isabelle, Natalie, Elise, Jose, Shotgun. Magus to Manape. Magus. <laughs> <laughs> There's a planet out there where life somehow evolved into something techno-organic. It's a planet of shape-shifting warriors, ruthless and pitiless. Magus is its ruler. He only cares for conquest and the joy of battle, so long as he wins. The tradition on this world is for the offspring to fight their parent to the death before they come of age. Magus had a son, Warlock, who was born a mutant in that he was not at all warlike and refused to fight his father, instead escaping to Earth. Warlock was adopted into the New Mutants, and that's how Magus came into conflict with the X-Men and the New Mutants. Though he is powerful enough to rip a star in two by changing his shape to monstrous levels, he usually appears to be six feet tall, but he has grown as big as 45 million miles. He, he decided <laughs> against invading Earth because other even more powerful entities like Galactus are also interested in it. In addition to his shape-shifting skills, Magus can convert other beings into techno-organic slaves from which he can replenish his own energies by draining them of power. This feels like some weird Neil Gaiman shit. It just doesn't feel like the right style. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, it feels so, like, try imagining this character next to, like, Captain Spider America. America. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you mean the art or the concept? everything kind both. of both but mostly the art yeah well, the concept is not that foreign mm -hmm. to other characters we've seen you know oh it's like a being that can change shapes and is very powerful blah, blah, blah. like that's you know realistic in that world but he looks so bizarre but you remember like the art for legion or even for some of the new mutants like magic it was very stylized that's bill sinkevich who was doing the art for new mutants at the time so so magus is like that very abstract my, I mean, my I, I, brain is confused and I love it. Yeah, I'm kind I, of I adore it. I don't. <laughs> Not for me. I, I feel like when it when he transforms, he should be moving like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like it like it should be like yeah. shifting in a very like geometric kind of way. Like Why? almost glitchy. Yeah. Why Earth? Why are there so many powerful beings interested in us? We're boring <laughs> and lame. Because it's comics and we're the center of attention. <laughs> yeah, because that's where <laughs> we live. <laughs> like, they might be interested in other planets, too. We just don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I accept that explanation. You should see the Martian comics. Oh. Here's what I want to know. With all this high-tech stuff, what is with the stupid cape? <laughs> it's a little diaper. Like it looks like an apron. 
Why is there a cape? It's absurd to me. One of my favorite things is like what seems like his tail, I guess. Yes! The electrical cord. Yeah, it looks like an electrical plug. It's stupid. <laughs> so, I like to imagine <laughs> that he has to be recharged. Like, um, but it's like <laughs> it's like the plug from a sixties vacuum or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, but it also gives me a little bit of anxiety. Like aesthetically, I like it. <laughs> but um, it just makes me think of when you're like walking around and you keep dropping something and it's dangling and you're trying to get somewhere and you have too many things in your hands. But that constantly. <laughs> For something that's supposed to be technologically advanced, to me, it, it looks like it would fit in a steampunk yeah. comic, like mm. especially because of the pipes that's in that's on the left shoulder. Also, that smoke looks like a very flaccid dick. <laughs> to me kind of where like uh <laughs> where T- on top the right corner the dick, please <laughs> it looks like a, a dick in the shape of a hook like <laughs> <laughs> that, to, that to what me, a dick does <laughs> i mean it's not wrong <laughs> to me he kind of looks like um in hercules there's like a lava Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Yes, the Titans. He kind of looks like a Titan. This feels kind of Greek to me in general. I'm not sure why. Uh, You know, okay, you know that picture of that painting of Kronos that he's eating his children? Yes. Yes. The one by William Blake? Yeah, that. Did you have a a follow-up to that painting? It looks like that. It kind of looks like that. I mean, it fits the whole father-son battle. Yeah, that's that's an interesting... So, do you know more about this? May we ask questions? Uh, You can. (laughs) Warlock does get his own entry. Obviously, he's a new mutant, so it's a bit far from this point. But the story does have, like, a, a mythological kind of Greek tone to it the like it's like a reverse oedipus where the son refuses to kill the father in that society when they fight their parents to the death do the parents ever win yes and then what they just make more babies until a baby defeats them well at some point you age and you get less good and then so you deserve to die it's like extreme darwinism is there like an age that you you fight your parents they say uh, it's to come of age. So, and if he's a new mutant, I think Warlock is played as if he's a teenager like the others. At five years old, yeah. take your first shot. Sounds fair. <laughs> I still can't look away from his image. And the reason I love it so much is because if I look at the left side, it looks like his body is a certain size. And if I look at the right <laughs> side, it gives me enough. No, but like it's. It, the perspective is, I love the asymmetry in this. It kind of looks like a hoof. It, it is. It's just like a one one leg is a hoof and the other one is like rollerblades. No, it's a tricycle. <laughs> it oh. makes me think of a cowboy boot with the like stirs. Oh, yeah. I thought training wheels. <laughs> it makes me feel like, you know, when you're walking downtown and you're wearing your trusty old heels and not so trusty anywhere. anymore and the heel breaks. and <laughs> That never happened, but that sounds oh, traumatizing. Oh, it has happened to me. <laughs> and then you're walking with one foot lower than the other. I feel like this is this is what's happening with one hoven, one tricycle. But you can just like 
create a new one. But maybe that's why I feel like it, he's kind of vaguely piratey. I don't know if it's the legs or if it's the beard or because I keep seeing a pipe even though there's not a pipe there (laughs) I I feel like a power thing and it's kind of doing it for me (laughs) I don't know like he's powerful and like he he would protect me I don't think he would and be then, protecting. He's he's tall. It's not actually clear to me if they have females. Like, what? well, there's no mother. So there's, is it just like he sheds parts of himself and that becomes the kid? I think they may be asexual. Yeah, I think maybe it's no. reproduction is. Shape, yeah. Do they like shape shift and like sort of Drop. separate? Yeah. Or maybe he builds his own son. Okay, well, you know what? Now that Isabel mentioned the pirate. <laughs> at this at this moment now, what I'm seeing is Metal Beard from the Lego movies. <laughs> he's definitely that. Because he's also oddly shaped. What's the thing on the top of his head? A pirate hat. It looks like a meter of some oh. sort. It sort of vaguely lo- you know those things? You know those things that, that you put, put like a slot with images in it, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. You are miming that. a viewmaster. <laughs> yes, for the people at home, it was a mime. Guys, I see the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I feel much like of that should dick. be the tagline of the show. <laughs> I, I see, I the, see dick. the dick. Congrats. You could do a song for that. <laughs> what does he sound like? Is he like, does he have like a metallic voice? <laughs> yeah, I was oh. going to say. I wish people could have seen Mike's face when you asked. <laughs> I know it's only drawn, Mike. I'm asking the people to elaborate on their feelings. My feelings is it would be very staticky. Oh, yeah. uh, like, I imagine ec- it like cavernous. Me was like static, but also very echoey. What if he sounds like an old, like, 90s internet connection? Dial up. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> Do they get bugs? Like, viruses? I'm very intrigued by this biomech concept. I love everything about him. <laughs> Except the way you pronounced his name, but that's okay. That's how you pronounce it. How do you know? It's a written medium. <laughs> How would you pronounce it? Magus. I think I there'd know. be like an accent on the A if it was like what that. The, I mean, there's a famous... Did you say Magus? It's Magus. Oh, okay. Magus. I thought it was a soft G. Welcome I, to I, our I, yeah. linguistics podcast. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Really, it's Magus. 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 People are not going to catch that you're saying my nuts, but the. um... He's nuts and bolts. (laughs) So if you like Magus, you'll love Warlock, I think, because he's the. He's like the sweeter version of this tyrant. Does he look as awful, though? No. He's, He's made of the same black and yellow stuff. Nice. Not looking good. My brain does have like trouble taking him in. Like I, my my eyes don't really know where to look and sort of how to define his body. I think my like my brain can't decide where his outline is a little bit. Yeah, same. And I think that's why it makes me 
so uncomfortable or like almost in, like it oddly gives me anxiety to look at it because I can't like my brain can't process it. So my brain's like, ah, to me, it is the third hand that that that's that claw to the upsetting. side. Yeah, that's that claw that's snapping. <laughs> it's making sparks. What does it say about me? That the fact that it's confusing my brain is extremely attractive to me. <laughs> I, I think that checks out with it. you too. <laughs> have you considered, Elise, have you considered letting your therapist listen to the show? <laughs> I told him it was a terrible idea. <laughs> as far as we know, he has it. He's respected your wishes. Am I right? Uh, he never brought up something from the show. Okay. So as far as we know. Yeah. As far as next know. next session. Next session he's like, you know, what about that Magus fellow? <laughs> I've read comics lately and I've been thinking about Magus lately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is is Magus hot, not, or anxious? <laughs> Anxiety inducing. Yeah. I feel kind of conflicted because, like, obviously he sounds like a horrible dude, <laughs> like, across <laughs> the board, right? But the design is really cool. I-, I still have a hard time imagining what the comics would look like with him in it. Yeah, I wish it had been I- panels because there's no panels here. There's yeah, no room I'd for like him. to see that. Yeah. Just because he's so intricate, I have a hard time. When the characters are, like, super detailed like this, it's very confusing to me how they can be, like, drawn in tiny panels. It's Maybe bizarre. they're not often in, in comics for a reason. I, yeah, I would suspect he's not super recurring because that would just be hard to draw. But I think overall I like him. <laughs> like, I like the design. I think it's really interesting and kind of weird. I don't have anything more to add except that it's an odd for me. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I would date him. I can't unsee the the Kronos eating his children painting, but I think it's refreshing as a design, um, and I enjoy it visually. But other than that, I guess I'm not. I just want to be upfront and say that I visually enjoy you. (laughs) That's that's a Valentine's Day card. Line from Mamma Mia too. Is it really? <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to date him. I don't want him in my life. And I never want to see him again. <laughs> I mean, I like him, but my choices in men have been proven to not be great. <laughs> but I definitely agree about the design. I think I'm going to probably remember this design. Versus, mm. like, so many characters that I immediately forget when we go to the next person. So I'm definitely going to remember it. So I like the design for its, like, intricate interestingness. He's obviously a, a, a giant asshole. But I do like the fact that he was like, I'm going to attack Earth. Oh, wait, that other guy is thinking about attacking Earth? That guy is pretty big. I, I'm, I'm going to go. Um uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I know the things to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a fair assessment of his own capabilities. Makari, as we've mentioned before, the Eternals were often mistaken for Greek and Roman gods. So the super fast Makari was taken for Hermes, or as his name implies, Mercury. Though he's lived for 3,000 years, 
He's one of the youngest and has kind of a teenage energy. For example, he loves to build and ride vehicles that are even faster than himself. Though Makari has all the powers of the Eternals to some degree, super strength and endurance, matter manipulation, flight, firing bolts of cosmic energy, teleportation, telekinesis, the one ability he's really developed is his speed. He can fly and run at three times the speed of sound. His boyish charm and thrill for adventure set him apart from the more mature Eternals. He's pictured running on water to make a tidal wave on a vehicle with Thena, with glowing hands, without the helmet, uh, but still with goggles, and fighting the real Hermes. I mean, probably the hottest Eternal yet? Yeah. They haven't been great, so <laughs> gotta take what we get. He and looks like run. a race car driver. Yeah. He looks like a race car. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll say that that panel with him fighting Hermes is really homoerotic. I like it. Like, what's (laughs) happening? Like, he's one leg up and then his other hand is about to punch him. Is like, is he doing a cartwheel? Is like a punch cartwheel happening? No, he's doing Pilates, like the like balancing. Everyone knows that the best martial art that exists is Pilates. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that position really does something for his butt. Yeah. That's a nice cheek right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, an ass cheek. Is Hermes supposed to be strong? Like is he is he like actually a tough <laughs> I mean, Whoa, look like... at those muscles. I, I sure hope they're not fake. He's he's a god. He's a Greek god, so Yeah, but is it's not like I don't know, is he like that much strong of a god? <laughs> <laughs> I say in my unimpressed voice. <laughs> um, do we know why he was creating a tidal wave? To go surfing. That's what I'm wondering. Like he feels like a surf bro or a car gearhead, and you know everything I'm not interested in. <laughs> he definitely has that energy for sure. The like, like third, fourth year university student that's still like drunk in bars. Yeah, yeah. he needs like this- he looks like someone that does like extreme sports like rock climbing without security gear yeah race car driving and like parkour this dude is bringing you bungee jumping for like the second date and i'm just like no thanks oh god i'll admit he looks so much more stupid with the thimble head yeah (laughs) really yeah like i understand that like that's probably like a wind protection thing because he's fast so I'm assuming that's why he has that. But like when he's not wearing the helmet, it's like, oh man, you look way cooler. It may be like race car driver, like a helmet. I mean, it's, that's that may be the concept. Just maybe the way he's more... holding it in the picture. It's just the way yeah. it's shaped. Yeah. It's Maybe it's more aerodynamic when you're running fast. Oh, maybe. But why does it have eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, but that's just... That's just for the cool babes, man. Yeah, that's for style. <laughs> and the wind, yeah. like, you got flames, you got winds, you got eyebrows. It's flair. Like, is it supposed to be a play on wings? The Hermes Suppose, wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. almost has to be. Because <laughs> if it's eyebrows, <laughs> someone went I mean, wrong somewhere in the lore. <laughs> to be fair, we can't see his eyebrows, so who knows what he's hiding under there. <laughs> Secret now, interestingly, in the Eternals movie that's going to come out, he is played by a Latino woman 
uh, actually a, a deaf actress who oh. was called uh, Lauren Ridloff. So she's um, like a triple threat in terms of diversity. I wonder how that's going to impact the way this character is presented. This seems like a very different thing. Yeah, this this guy feels like a douche, bro. Well, well what you've just described is more interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued. Is it, is it a play on, like, speed and how sound isn't that fast? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to be the kind of person who likes fast cars and stuff like that. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, if he wants to take me for a drive, I would have a hard time saying no. And then he would remove that stupid helmet and I would see that he's blonde and I'll be like, okay, see you never. (laughs) (laughs) He's like strawberry blonde. Does that affect? Yeah, reddish Uh, blonde, it says. Okay, reddish blonde. I guess it's not like comic yellow, so I'll accept it. (laughs) Yeah, it's better. I do kind of like the vibe of his hair. It's like kind of curly. I'll just dye them in sleep. <laughs> but you like the car? That blue thing that looks like a bomb? I mean, it's a bad car. No. It looks <laughs> like you're practically not protected in it. So, hey, extra thrill. That's the thing. I feel like he'd be the one to drive super fast and not listen to me when I'm saying, like, this is too fast. I'm nervous. Stop. Be yeah. like, ha, 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 we're safe. My driving ability is awesome. <laughs> and be like, ugh, I hate you. Because I, I hate that. I hate roller coasters. Like, no thanks. Yeah, I don't like when men do that. I've dated a few and it's just an I, I don't get it. it makes yeah, me really sweaty. Does not turn me on in no. any way to be scared. It makes me very tense. There's something for me to say about the after stress. That's kinda like when you decompress, I don't know. I don't know. No, no yeah, but if no. the stress is your fault, I don't want to bang you after. <laughs> she survived like a tornado or something. It's like, well, we made it through, but <laughs> it's not like <laughs> that dude's fault. I don't know. He's really fast. Yeah, maybe he did it. If he can't make a tidal wave. Just creating natural disasters so people are like anxious and then sleep with him. <laughs> oh my God. That's horrible. <laughs> That's what he's doing with the water over there, his tidal wave. And then he's going to go rescue some babes. Oh, yeah. You know, I will say one thing about the car. I don't understand the controls. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Is it like a motorcycle? What are these things that are sticking out that are gray? What is the purple thing? I think I those gray things are seatbelts. Yeah, I think so. It's like yeah, yeah, they're anchorage. Yeah, the, the purple thing I, looks like a crossbow because there's like a thing that looks like a quiver and arrows, which are possibly Cena's. You know, they're hanging off the side. I can't get behind like, it's just like they're bungee jumping like seatbelts. Why is it stretched out like that? <laughs> What I don't understand is they look like they're braced, like they're going fast, but there's like this, I don't know, garbage container, computer thing in the background. Like if they were going fast, you will have like these, like, I mean, blur lines, in my opinion. No, so they haven't gone yet, right? Maybe they're started. just bracing for it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they do kind of look like they're like taking a picture that stage, just like, oh, look, act like we're going fast. <laughs> I I hate that his right arm is like behind the car. Ugh. 
But fucking asshole. Sorry, I'm being like super sweary, but I don't like him. Can I just say he has too many powers? Stop it with the powers. All the Eternals have this, right? All yes, the Eternals have this. It's and the, too many powers. And then they only use basically like their main one, but Yeah. They just like do that so that if the situation arises, they can use the other shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you've established that Eternals have this suite of powers, you're kind of, you've established that, and then you kind of stuck with it. But then, then you, your your out is to say, oh, this person only really trained or developed that part of it, you okay. know, because they're obsessed with this part of it, like like the guy who only played music, or you know. Well, it's kind of like us. I mean, we have the ability to do a bunch of stuff, but we only decide to get good at a few of them right we only decide to not do any of them <laughs> yeah. have no, a lot waste of time. away <laughs> Judy, you are the one with the most skills here you don't have enough time you have like a thousand skills <laughs> you know my sleeping pattern it's like oh, yeah, you're right. four hours a night Sleeping um, is not count, one of your skills. No. I count sleeping as one of my skills <laughs> <laughs> at sleeping yeah I would too I think I would, too. <laughs> I would not. I do kind of like the suit itself, though. Like, Except the bulge. It's not there. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of bulge in all the shots, really. I, I, I think, like, a white and red kind of works. Like, I think that's, like, a good color combo. It's a simple suit, but it works. I'm not it's, a huge fan of, like, the shoulders, yeah, that seems just kind of in the way and annoying. They look better in the one where he's standing with the helmet off. It's just oh, bug yeah. deflectors. <laughs> <laughs> when you're going so fast, man, you're bound to bump into some gross shit. <laughs> Looks a little bit like if you um if you would make like a, a homemade Halloween costume of a transformer. <laughs> I see Power Rangers more. Oh yeah, that too. I actually He's surprisingly not, like, gigantic. Like, buff-wise, I mean. Mm. I don't know. I find he looks still, like, intimidatingly large. Yeah, like, he's definitely muscly, but he's not, like, hugely muscly. It's like a middle ground on the muscle end of things. Well, I mean, when you look at the picture in the car, you can, like, his elbow is, like, non-existent. It's just bulging muscle. Emptiness, bulging muscle. Emptiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess his like his lower half is more reasonable, and his top half is is a little bit more muscly than I'd like. Which makes no sense. Yeah, because he's a runner. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Eternal physique. No, the eternal baby, had, The babies had, are toned. <laughs> he should have had giant legs and be like a top, like a twig. That'd be great. Well, is yep. Makari hot or not? Uh, you mean Makari? Makari. Makakos. If he were not, we could say, hey, Makari, nah. <laughs> He's a nod for me. (laughs) Nod for me as well. I don't know. I I like the concept of him, but I don't I don't think I like him very much. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like I'm not sure why. Like I can't really determine why I don't like him. There's not really a reason. 
my main issue <laughs> is the boyish, uh, the, like the boyish character, the the, the attitude. Because I like him. I guess he's a hot for me, but I don't like. Like I know I'll sleep with him, and then again, <laughs> never. You're just interested in his car. Admit it. So I just want to say, I when you said I like him as a concept, I'm just imagining someone asking you out. And you're like, you know, I like you more as a concept. <laughs> there, no, there are people like that though that you like as a concept, but when you get to know him, you're like, I don't really like you actually. That's yeah. true. It happened to me at many days where it's like, like on the app, it's like, yeah, this sounds good, and in person, it's like, what happened? What went wrong? Let me run away. Well, you couldn't run away from him. Yeah, <laughs> you just that's another me. problem. It'd be nice though for some like it could be useful. You can run on oh. water. You can get something in the ocean. I don't know what, but yeah, you could things. do your grocery real fast. Get me a snack. Every time that they're like really fast, I always think they're just gonna laugh at me because I have a very stupid run. (laughs) (laughs) I run really badly. Like I have like a (laughs) like a penguin run. It's it's real stupid. I don't. (laughs) I don't think. I don't think it would work. <laughs> Maybe he'd find it very endearing and be like, oh, look at it. It's so cute. <laughs> we lost it there. That just really got me. <laughs> so imagine it's like a hundred meter sprint at the Olympics, but it's all penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would, I would, I would pay good money yeah. for that. Yeah, me too. Oh, can someone please teach penguins like basketball <laughs> or something? <laughs> basketball. <laughs> so cute. So <laughs> off topic. That's, mm. You want to go back to Macari? Yeah. <laughs> Malice, Dr. Carl, Dr. Carl Malice. Your typical mad scientist, Carl Malice, is fascinated by superhuman powers and wants to study them. Ethics be damned. He works for the underworld in the Marvel Universe, developing toxins and poisons that work on superhumans. Or else he's the guy you call when your powers start to wane. And he's always on the lookout for human guinea pigs to experiment on and superhuman subjects to dissect. He's completely amoral, mostly in it for the money, but also to satisfy his morbid curiosity. And he's pictured firing rays on a woman in an experiment, likely Spider-Woman, since she was his primary foe. Okay. When you said that he wanted human skinny pigs, <laughs> I couldn't help but see like a werewolf, but with guinea pig. And I love the idea, but I will not be his guinea pig. Now that's a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> I, don't. I feel like they were out of scientist suit at the suit store, and he's like, ugh, you got a chef outfit instead? That would work. <laughs> It's true, it's buttoned so far on the side. He does feel 
idea, like, like this is going to sound stupid because obviously he's drawn, but like, I feel like I could imagine like a cartoony version of him in like a 90s cartoon, you know, oh, oh. like Powerpuff Girls or something would have or, had yeah, wait, dude like this. Can I quickly interrupt you? Because my reference, I was going to say he looks like Dr. Tomo in The Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He was very scary. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the look is very hipster. Is it the glasses? Uh, the, the glasses, the hair, the, the shoes. shoes. The shoes to are me, pretty it's, funny. It's too clean cut to be hipster to me. His <laughs> pants are too short. Can someone please get him longer pants? Oh, I like short pants. I no. can't, not... Not with that cut. But he wants to show off those loafers. <laughs> and those sexy ankles. To me, he looks like he has a really weird relationship with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has a weird it's relationship either, with the world. It's, it's like either really toxic or he's like really too close and it's weird. <laughs> It's one or the other. He was breastfed until he was six years old. Oh, no. <laughs> you got it so wrong When you look into her eyes And all you really see is your mom Oh, cause you're a mama's boy, mama's boy He does look like tense like his body's yeah. resting very unnaturally in this picture like what's happening with his arm like it's it's he's standing like he should be confident he has like a syringe and he looks like he's supposed to be like menacing threatening like haha uh, but he just looks like really uncomfortable and unsure kind of i i think it makes him look unhinged yeah maybe that's what they were going for a little That's bit of Doctor Strange love. Oh, yeah, yeah. He works for the power broker. Will we maybe see him in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I mean, uh-huh. Mike can't tell us. <laughs> no, I know. But it's just... Right, l- the, let me the call word Disney. Really... Let me call Disney. <laughs> he has them on speed dial. Disney producers in the comments, please tell us. <laughs> has this already happened by the time this uh, episode airs? Yeah. Nagle That's why you got to tell me, Disney Plus. You got to tell me because then or else the show's we'll going to have like a, like a dated reference. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look like fools. <laughs> his hands are not the right size for his body. No, they're they're, they're huge. huge. Long. They're, they're huge, right? They look very like long. Like it's the fingers. Yeah, the fingers palm proportion is kind of weird and I don't like it. It's like he has a really, really tiny palm, but really long fingers. He should have been a pianist. Maybe that's what his mom wanted him to become. <laughs> yeah. Or a surgeon. There is something funny to me about like <laughs> imagining his CV. It's like former surgeon, now criminal research scientist. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, it no. very tall? No, like <gasps> five, um, is it nine? Five, nine, uh, that's tall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's taller than me, that's tall. Well, women and men don't have the same metric. Guys, he, he's the one who transferred armadillo into armadillo. <gasps> oh, what? Whoa. Yeah, it says here. Oh, I'm told you because that? you have him to thank for Armadillo, who is a, a golden boy of the Hot Nacho. <laughs> so, like, yeah. that's cool because I do enjoy Armadillo, but also 
cruel scientist. I really like the, the sentence. It's like Malice transferred genetic something from an armadillo into Rodriguez's body, transforming him into a human armadillo. See armadillo. I don't yeah. think we have anything else to say about this well, guy. There's not much to say. It is interesting that he likes poisons, though. Poisons are very interesting. Um, so I hope they play this uh, this uh, bit of this podcast when I inevitably kill someone. With um, poison. <laughs> with, with poison. What is your poison of choice, Isabel? Oh, I'm sure there's like some suspicious, like lab-made, undetectable poison out there. It's called radioactive. It has a half life, so when you put it in, by the time they find it, it's gone. It's interesting because in my watch, like watch later list of like videos that came out this week there's like a few of them they're about like the the poison fad that happened in like france like way back when where everybody was like asking witches to give them poison to kill their husbands because they were tired of them I mean, oh it's like aquatafana Aquatafana. Yes. See, this is all evidence against me. <laughs> is is YouTuber Dr. Carl Malice <laughs> hot or not? He does have like a vaguely like um, uh, Dr. Horrible sing along blogness about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But nothing of the charismatic of it. He creeps me out. Yeah. If I saw him in real life, I'd be scared. I'd be really scared. I would cross the street. To Agreed. Him. Like I, I. That's why it's a little complicated. I think I kind of like him because I feel like he actually like has an impact on me. Because sometimes we see characters that's like, eh, whatever. I know I'm gonna forget you immediately. But there's something kind of haunting about this dude <laughs> that I yeah. kind of like. I think yeah, there's a simpleness. Like a real worldness. Yeah, yeah, it's real. It could be real. That's the scary part. <laughs> you should just play back what uh, Josette just said. It's it's real. It's very real. It, it could exist. <laughs> I don't know. So Manape, uh, <laughs> better known now as M'Baku from the Black Panther film. No. Yep. Manape, having been correctly deemed derogatory uh, since his original appearances, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he was one of Wakanda's greatest warriors and tried to usurp the throne when Black Panther was out of the country. The white gorilla cult, of which he is the leader, was in fact outlawed in favor of the Black Panther cult. So these two are natural rivals. Mbaku gained great strength, agility, and endurance by bathing in the blood of the rare white gorilla whose skin he now wears. And uh, after tangling with Black Panther and the Avengers, he uh, has been exiled from Wakanda and is working as a mercenary for other villains. He hates technology, which is why he wants to rule Wakanda so as to break its hold on his country. Uh, he wants like to go back to the more traditional uh, things. He's pictured having defeated Captain America and Black Panther and 
just simply fighting Black Panther. Well, I certainly preferred M'Baku from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. I'm very uncomfortable with the whole concept. <laughs> and like even the technology thing bothers me. It's like a pre-civilization thing. And, uh, it's definitely not a sensitive design or concept. And the fact that he killed the gorilla to bathe in his blood and then yeah. wear his skin. Like, this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I, it. I need, I need to see him put on the gorilla shirt, though. <laughs> shirt! <laughs> shirt! <laughs> okay. A unitar. It's like... Because it's not like permanent. It's not. It's not like permanently <laughs> on him, right? No, he he would have to take it on and off. Oh, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. It's just it, like what? It would be so weird to see like the mouth just kind of flopping when he's not uh, wearing uh, it. Because uh, uh. it's so stretched out for his face. Yeah, I hate it. There's he's... something very strange also about being like that covered on top and so uncovered on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And look at the size of his feet. Yeah, yeah. he's oh, huge. Yeah. He's human, right? Yeah. Why are his feet tall. like that? It's a bit ninja. Like ninjas have like the. Yeah, I think it's a bit like you the mean big toe is together a... and all the other toes are like. <laughs> By ninja, you mean ninja, ninja turtle? Yes. <laughs> No, like the way the way you bundle your your toes when you're a ninja. You have like the, those ninja booties. They bundle all the toes separate from the big toe. Trust yeah. me, when I was in ninja school, <laughs> <laughs> like this issue has four misprinted pages. Is this one of them? Uh, and this is like it says, like the one you're seeing now. It says bonus. Here's the corrected version that they put in the next issue. Yeah, they, they reverse the green and red or the blue and red or something, because, well, we'll see why later. But this is like what he looked like in the issue itself, which is the wrong coloring where it's... Oh, God. The green is now red. He almost looks like the Hulk, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But awful. I guess it's a slightly improvement, but it's not like... Okay, so so you like it better in red? No. No, no, no. no. Okay, green is... Because he looks green in that, which is weird. Yeah, and I but I think the fact that like it's not a human because he's green sort of makes the rest seem less racist, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Where we kind of extract the human aspect of it. Although the bulkiness is scaring me, and like, the muscles are are concerning because it's like, what are we seeing? Are we seeing like the gorilla's muscles, or are oh. we seeing his muscles through the gorilla skin? I hate it so much. The part I don't like is the hand that's lifted. It really looks like a bone. Like, yeah, where his elbow is. Yeah. Is it like, is it yours? Is it like in the suit? Like, what is it? I I really, I hate the idea of what's the suit and what's him. (laughs) That's really gross (laughs) to me. Yeah. And like, how is it fitting his body like that? Like, there's no way gorilla skin has stretch. Like it, it's just it, it makes no sense. We don't see his back. He just made like a corset out of this. <laughs> that may yeah. be the only way to get into it, though. Honestly, so I gross. Believe I said that. No, I but just, for real though. I can't stop picturing him like tucking in the shirt, <laughs> the gorilla shirt, in his belt and skirt. <laughs> Loincloth. And what is up with the grass in his boots? Like, is it French? Is it grass? Yes. <laughs> it's ugly. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, I when hate he, so much. Can he like sit on the ground with his like knees up and just kind of look like a gorilla hiding in the grass? Is that the goal? I don't know. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> I don't like it. It's so weird. Really I, 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 I liked him in the movie. Like, he was the ch- powerful chief from that other tribe that was out of Wakanda. Yeah, so he has, like, a... Like, the skin okay. of the gorilla is yeah. just a cape. Yeah. Which That's... makes a lot more sense. It's still kind of gross, but it, it, it's more reasonable. Uh, it's kind of like wearing fur. This is, like... <laughs> This is you know, you crept inside the animal. <laughs> yeah, How did no. he achieve this? Like that, that's, ugh. did he sew it back together? Did he just empty it systematically? I'm not comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's really gross to think about. <laughs> yeah, like I both want to know and also never want to know how this has been accomplished. I always like seeing purple and green together, though. It's a good color combo. But, I do uh, like like the colors and the white, but I just don't like how it was executed once again. Yeah. It's a different person in the bottom and the top. Like the concepts don't match for me. What is he like again? Well, it's mostly, I mean, his characterization is mostly about he's a Luddite or, you know, he hates that his country has gone technological and maybe we're losing our contact with our roots or something, but. And that in itself is kind of like, I don't know, it, it, it feels to me like it's a bad thing to think that African countries should not advance. Like, it feels like it's so... Like infantilizing? <sighs> but would yeah, you say yeah. the same thing? Well, this is going to be a heavy debate. Would you say the same thing of native populations where you're, where you say, well, I'll just integrate and use technology? I do uh, think it's and we have like, a, Yeah, we, we say a completely different thing in Canada because uh, like, about native issues. Well, I do think that mythical native close to the land and everything, there is a certain level of myth building around natives in North America. And in the sense, like, I know some people think that they should not use technology and should not, you know, so it's, if you're visiting a Native American village and you're seeing satellite dishes on thinking more in the Southern United States, and you're seeing satellite dishes and you're like, well, that's not very authentic. But also, like, we have this image of Indians in the past, which is romanticized, which also is not conducive to positive relations. It depends on who's having the opinion. Yeah, yeah. which is why this is a bit complicated, right? Because, like, he is part of the culture, he's part of the community. So but I feel he like he, he would be more allowed yes that's that's a whole other thing like who wrote this but he would be allowed to have an opinion on this to a certain degree like it would be worse if it was like some white dude being like no you guys have to like abandon technology or forcing technology like that would be weird because he's like part of the community i feel like I feel like his opinion makes more sense to me because it's like I can imagine someone who would be like, we should go back to kind of like our roots. That's complicated, right? Like, I I don't think we will have a solution to that by any means in this podcast. But I think I can see both sides with this. To me, it feels wrong. Like it it feels like someone wanting to cling on to the culture so badly that he refuses that is 
own people can evolve and get with the times and heal themselves better and stuff like that. So to me, it feels wrong. But again, I'm not in his shoes. I can't see his perspective really clearly because I don't know. I mean, I'm, on top of it, Wakanda is a fictional country on, on top of it all. So it's kind of it's hard to have a, a made opinion, but feels wrong to me to see it that way. You do kind of bring up a point that's, I, I don't know what the comics are like, like when you're in Wakanda, like, I don't know what that's like. So I could just base it off the movie. It's, it's but, like that. I mean, it's like a super futuristic city in the middle of a jungle. I never felt like Wakanda felt like, they let go of their culture though. Like that's not something I would say I feel when I see them like in the movie. No, like, they're, they're dancing. Still, the... Yeah. They're very connected to their culture still clearly based on what we can see from them. So I feel like they're kind of like still connected, but also benefiting from this. So in my opinion, I feel like they're probably <laughs> all right. But like I said, I do understand why someone could have the opinion that he has. I do kind of get it. There are purists everywhere. It yeah. could be, yeah. It can. It's yeah. easily politically motivated where, okay, the Black Panther clan have all this tech. I'm the other party. I'm like the, the conservative figure in the, their political sphere. Is Manape slash M'Baku hot or not? Disturbingly, and no. <laughs> Disturbingly, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't love this. Mostly because it's really, it really makes me uncomfortable to think about him crawling into a, a suit like this. Yeah. Like, hey, I hate that idea so much that I can't really move past it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I hate this design. I cannot say that this is hot, but I really, really enjoy the character in the movie. Yeah, so agreed. The on movie that. version has a hot for sure. This one. No. I, I think a, a sort of like updated version of this character is okay. Uh, this current version of this character is a little icky. A little? It's very <laughs> icky. <laughs> Ick all over. One more word and I will feed you to my children. I'm kidding. We are vegetarians. So yes, we are now looking at the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition. Number eight published in July of 1986. The creative team, or research team, uh, hasn't changed, of course. John Byrne's still doing the covers, as you will, this whole wraparound cover. Of note is that this particular issue has one color plate wrong, and uh, this will force the next issue to reprint four pages. Manape, Mayhem, Mass Master and uh, Mockingbird's second page. This was a printer's error. It's probably because uh, Mayhem is supposed to be green tinged and maybe they color corrected it. Unfortunately, that means Mass Master is a green instead. So it doesn't make any sense. As you've seen in this episode, I will be showing the girls the wrong print uh, second, just so, you know, we can have a chuckle. Mark Gruenwald's column this time is called Data Corrections. And it covers mistakes that they made over the first two issues. Nothing major here, although you might be interested to to know that the Black Knight's Ebony Blade uh, weighs 15 pounds, not 50. But otherwise, it's a mangle of, you know, maybe they screwed up a uh, first issue or, or made some kind of illogical error or a contradiction between two entries and they parse it out. 
It does start with a letter or letters from readers who wonder why there are discrepancies between the original handbook of the Marvel Universe and this one as far as strength estimates and uh, heights and weights. And Mark Grunewald tells us that he goes to the creative teams uh, in charge of these characters. So there's a reevaluation based on who is writing them now, how they are portrayed now. You have to be a real nerd to be checking weights and heights between two volumes of this. And at the end, we continue the appendix on other dimensions. It goes from Feng Tu to Hulk Worlds and actually stops dead in the middle of that listing. A lot of these are one-shot dimensions, flat world, fourth dimension, fragmented America, that kind of stuff. But the most important ones are probably Hades, Hell, and uh, Hell with just one L, and Heliopolis, which are all dimensions where pantheons live. And then the true hell, or they say there are various versions of hell ruled by Mephisto and Satan and Satanish and other demons. They're all under the one. And then for Hulk worlds, like I said, um, this is during the period where the Hulk was lost in the crossroads of reality, which is around this, this time. So they've basically listed each one with which issue it corresponds to. So you've got Acid Rain World, Barren World, Burning World... Daniel Desist's world, Demon World of the Nagurai, and Desert World. And then you can tell it's just the Ds. So the next issue will pick up directly uh, from there and tell us other Hulk worlds. It's kind of odd that they, they had to split that up. And now for your art credits, Magus by Bill Sinkevich, Makari by Keith Pollard, Dr. Carl Malice by Mike Harris, and Manape by Carmine Infantino. Space. The final frontier. These are the recordings of the podcast Gimme That Star Trek. Its ongoing mission to explore all of Star Trek, to seek out new guests and new opinions, to boldly go where many have gone before. Gimme That Star Trek. A new episode every month, only at fireandwaterpodcast.com and on iTunes. Female bag. Woo! <laughs> Festive ghosts. <laughs> so this is... Um, these are comments about episode 68, Magia. Magic, Magma, and Magneto, or if we we release Magneto. <laughs> I love that. I will start using that. A lot of actually, it's not a joke. A lot of people thought it was Magneto because you know before they were in cartoons or movies because you, of magnet, magnet, Magneto. But so, anyways. A general comment from Mike Danis says, "I don't want to throw shade to anyone else, but this is most likely." My favorite show to listen to. Everyone Aww. sounds like they're having so much fun. Faked. I'm always <laughs> yeah, excited. I'm always excited to see a new episode <laughs> appear in my feed. And if that's true, Mike, um, and I know Mike's already listened to it, but if, if you're like Mike, if you're only like listening to this show, don't miss Give Me That Star Trek episode 50, which came out two weeks ago, because that is a crossover with this show. So the girls Woo-hoo. did the same thing with Starfleet Captains. With much the same results. 
I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> okay, so the magia. First, the, I made a boo-boo department. Uh, Eric says, <laughs> when she asked about she, I mean, wh- wh- whoever. Whoever it was. Uh, <laughs> when she asked about why Nefaria was towering over his costumed henchman in that illustration, Cisco had replied, uh, I think he can grow to large sizes. It made me think that Cisco didn't want to get into a discussion of symbolic cover images and just went, sure, let's just go with that. Uh, so in other words, <laughs> he doesn't. I, I know that at some point, Count Nefaria gains superpowers. And I thought this was one of the powers, but it isn't. So probably I've seen too many covers where he's a giant. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 Mike, how dare you? Fake nerd, fake nerd. <laughs> How can we trust any of your information? You really shouldn't. <laughs> I trust it with my life, Mike. I've said this before. If we were doing who's who, if we were doing the DC universe, I would be 100% on top of it. Marvel, like characters, what happened to them in the 70s? I don't know. You know what? I think that's part of the charm of this show. <laughs> because we really don't know and mike knows most things but not everything but it's fine our our public our listeners can get they know all of it exactly and they can correct them and they feel powerful doing it it's and and it is yes i've I've told other podcasters this but i will reveal a trade secret if you make a mistake or acknowledge that you don't know a thing during a podcast that's going to make people want to engage more because <gasps> all the nerds out there want to correct you. <laughs> They're like, I know this. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's true, though. So, it is a, well, actually. Yeah. So it's because... an interaction. It, it, it promotes interaction with the listeners. And they're just like a conversation going back and forth on the comment yeah. section. And so here. now place your bets. Is Mike doing it on purpose or not? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, one of the things that we really like to do on this show is invent stories. Uh, <laughs> and I think that a lot of the time how that happens is that we ask Mike a question. He's like, I don't know. And then we're like, well, I think. Yeah, I'm going to decide with thing. Yep. So if you knew more, then we would have less of that opportunity, I think. Uh, so it's a blessing. Yeah, Im- imagine the Who's Who podcast. It would be like half this one. So short. Because, Mike, does this character do it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> no. Carry on. <laughs> Yo, does he have any hobbies? Yeah, he roller skates. <laughs> there are his three main hobbies. Go well. Uh, okay, Mike Dana says, uh, I've never never hearing it out loud in my head. I always thought it was pronounced with two hard G's like maggot, magia. But I have a long history of mispronouncing words I learned in comics. But, you know, I went magia because it's like Joe DiMaggio, the baseball player. Two G's is a J, I'm that guessing. Was, no, no, it's that was too a nice hard. sports reference there. <laughs> it's yeah. two hard G's, so magagia. Magagagia. <laughs> totally relate to that though when i was a kid if there was like a name that i was reading and i just didn't know how to pronounce you said I, magneto yeah <laughs> no oh. i i honestly would just skip over it i would just like not even try i'd be like this character and then i like move on in my you know head. what i used to do that with the harry potter books i didn't know how to pronounce hermione 
I still oh, don't know if I'm yeah, pronouncing yeah, yeah. it right. <laughs> I'm probably not. It's still a little shaky. Yeah. But... You see, I went an extra level where it's like I would read it properly and be like, this does not fit my dyslexic brain. Let's change it to something else. <laughs> like sometimes it was like Silvio and it's like, no, now you're Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I don't like it. Change. I mean, Y'all are talking about when you were young, but this still happens to me. Oh, yeah, same. Because I am I work in a mainly English environment. Well, no, it's half and half, really. But a lot of times, it doesn't happen in French as much, but in English, people will say, well, I will say this with a caveat. I'm like, wait, you have to pronounce the E and the A? Oh, my God. I just learned that recently, too. I was sure it was a caveat. <laughs> what? What? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I haven't really, I... I haven't really had that problem since like trying to pronounce <laughs> words in D and D modules when I was in ninth grade or whatever. So oh, okay, man. but you're reminding me though the word miscellaneous. I had no idea how you're supposed <laughs> to pronounce miscellaneous as a kid. I was like, what the hell is this word? Can we take a second for, like, all the English words that are spelled exactly the same way but not pronounced the same? I don't you know, like, though and through and... The fuck is that about? Yeah, live and <laughs> live. Thanks for the context, bro. Read and read. I, yeah. I read something today is that English is what happens when Vikings learn Latin to yell at Germans. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, French it. is no uh, picnic. Oh, no. Fuck. It's just as bad. It's worse. No, but uh, you know what? You know what? French is harder because there's different words, right? There's a lot more variety. But English is just like, we're going to use all the same words for 26 different meanings. <laughs> it's still better. Carry on. Getting back to the magia. Um, oh, yeah. The magia. The Magagia. <laughs> Mike W says, I like the Magia discussion since they featured so prominently in Spider-Man comics. Silvermane was pretty good when he was written properly, and some of his ordinary henchmen, like Caesar Cicero, Man Mountain Marco, were pretty cool too. Martin Gray offers a different naming scheme for the eels. You know, there's like eel one and two or whatever. So he says <laughs> it should be, how about adding an extra E every time there's a new person? <laughs> In the outfit, eel, 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 <laughs> and so on. That is wonderful. Like you make, you put it one capital E, one small E, one capital E, one small E, one capital mm. E, and then it looks like, <laughs> You're out of control. Chris Franklin <laughs> comes in with a history lesson, says Magia is like Zuvembi's. When I was a kid, oh, I, yes, of course. I, I just, I didn't understand why they couldn't say zombie in the Marvel Universe. They said Zuvembi's. Or Mafia, said Magia. Marvel in its Silver Age heyday was once distributed by Independent News, which was once the parent company of DC. There are many stories of DC being mob-affiliated and even bought by yet another possibly mob-affiliated company, Kinney Services, in the late 60s. So even if Marvel itself wasn't mobbed up, their distributor may have been, you know, when the Magia concept was first broached. Were they also owned by zombies at some point? Zombies zombies was a thing with the censors. Oh. So so zombie was... Would appear on devil brochures at the church. Right. You could... There was a time when the comics code was so, you know, strict 
that you couldn't do certain kinds of stories that became relaxed in the 70s. And that's why we started getting, you know, Tomb of Dracula and a lot of horror comics. But before that, it was like, oh, no, zombies you can't do. There was like a a bylaw that said zombies can't get approved. So Zuvembi's was like a person that was zombied it was like it wasn't a corpse it was a person hypnotized <laughs> anyway that's all it was and mafia mm. magia is the same captain entropy says i first read about the magia in iron man uh when i was still in elementary school it was before Gotti was in the news all the time and i never heard of the real mafia the magia seemed like a super secret cool high-tech evil cabal like specter in james bond if i known who they were yet then I learned about the real mafia. About the same time, I read reprints of Hammerhead's appearances in Spider-Man, and I finally made the connection. A marvelized imitation that's only one phoneme off. And the real mafia also existed in the Marvel Universe by that time. It all seemed pretty dumb, even as a kid. Not even Whitney Frost could make them hot, and that's saying a lot. Magic. Let's go back to Chris Franklin uh, to start. For some reason, it never occurred to me that the New Mutants didn't wear masks in their standard X-Men uniform like the original class did, Cyclops and Marvel Girl, etc. This probably made the kids more easy to identify with the young readers, and it honestly makes the standard uniform look work better somehow. Uh, Martin Gray says, I always felt so sad for magic, spending her childhood in hell, and I'm not a big fan of bangs. We say fringe in Great Britain. Uh, Melissa Benoist ruined her Supergirl look when she covered her face. Show me forehead. This was also the segment where butterflies landing on your nose being terrified was mentioned. And Martin is one of several listeners to admit to having that experience. Uh, he says, I also find butterflies terrifying. Steve, his partner, once took me into a butterfly world attractions. Uh, thousands <laughs> of the creatures in a glass house. Some of them rather large, flying free. I lasted two minutes. <laughs> we have one of those here, too. And I don't think I've ever actually been in it. Same. I've never. They give you orange slices. And yeah. They land on the orange slices. Mm. It was good fun. in some butterfly worlds, but not ours. Mike Dana says she was the only person that I ever cared about in the New Mutants. She always seemed so sad to me because she was never fully happy and was always getting pulled back to her dark side. I guess it's the Star Wars in me. Next up, Magma. Chris Franklin says, here she honestly looks like a variation of the Human Torch or Frankie Ray's Nova. I agree that weird concepts like Nova Roma are even more jarring in a world that doesn't have fake cities like DC has Metropolis and Gotham and all that. You go to the trouble of grounding everything in New York and then throw a grenade in the past history of the world. It's odd. For his part, Martin Gray loves her visual. He says it's so different. And she always looked amazing in New Mutants group shots as drawn by the amazing Bill Sienkiewicz. I'm going to seek out that New Mutants film now. Combining Magma and Sunspot doesn't sound like the worst choice, given they're both from Newfoundland or South America. <laughs> Lizanne, Oswald remind- <laughs> Lizanne Oswald brings the 90s knowledge. They changed her origin. So in the retcon, she's a rich girl from Brazil. And the Black Queen brainwashed everyone there to think they were Romans so that she could live in her favorite time. So there is no Nova Roma hmm. at this point. Huh. It's a dream. I'm not sure which is more ludicrous, to be honest. <laughs> Bradley Nelson, says, I've mentioned in the past, the satanic panic propaganda I dealt for uh, playing D&D. Uh, its cover included this version of Magma as a demoness. 
the Pentagon summoning circle from below Magic's picture. And I think this version of uh, Magneto was a warlock. The concerned parents apparently couldn't tell RPG rule books and comic book handbooks apart. Speaking <laughs> of Magneto, and I was laughing about, I was, you know, mocking Magneto, but uh, also I noticed here that Bradley uh, misspelled it Magento. So, uh, many, <laughs> I mean, ways. it works with the colors. Yeah. yeah. It might be a choice. That name. Yeah, it yep. may be on purpose. Okay, let's start with the mystery. Tom G was the first to identify the frog with Magneto. Uh, remember that frog? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The man wanted to know. Yeah. The frog with Magneto is amphibious of the Savage Land mutates. And in other words, we are going to cover it later. Ooh. I just... So Chris Franklin confirms a specific issue. This is from Uncanny X-Men number 63 back in 1969. Before my time. How do uh, people know this? Like, is it possible to like search this or it's just in your head? A lot of it is in our heads. That's wild. Like I can, I can. I That's can, a superpower in itself. Frankly. I can do stuff like that. <laughs> I have crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same as like other stuff you know from like '90s kid shows or like yeah. from music for you, like musicals. You know, it's facts. Yeah, but, yeah, but I could not tell you what episode a specific thing happened in, you know, like that sort of thing. I could never do that. Well, I can do that for Doctor Who and Star Trek. I, I got like special skills, but I could do stuff like that. I would, you know, if people would say, uh, what was the first appearance of the blob? X-Men number three. You know, I could do stuff. Yeah, like that's that. crazy to me. <laughs> well, even like first appearance. OK, but you see a panel and you're like, oh, yes, this is that story in November 1962. What? Well, I'm sure Chris looked it up. For the <laughs> no, we'll no. know more in the next episode. Yeah. Don't lessen Chris's superior brain powers, okay? <laughs> well, right now with internet, you can let go of a lot of that information and you can just go, oh, this is, I know this is, I remember this story. This is Amphibious of the Savage Land Mutates. Okay, internet, tell me in what issues were the Savage Land Mutates. And then it'll say, oh, well, they were among other places. X-Men number 63, and then you would go, it has to be that issue because I recognize this artist's style. You know, It's impressive. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bravo, Chris. Yeah. Bravo. Ange uh, says, I'm all about a helmet-wearing Magneto. Without the helmet, there isn't enough pizzazz in his look. The look here seems like a desperate guy trying to find the right loungewear. Does not work <laughs> for me. I do hope he is one of the uh, other costume candidates for Cisco's Where Are They Now? show later we'll yeah. see mike danis agrees uh his original helmeted costume is so iconic i feel anything else is just inferior and martin gray is also on the side of the of the knots he says i was amazed the ladies like magneto's outfit here to me he looks naff it's not even that tight show me those silver fox muscles <laughs> <laughs> and one last note on whether it's normal to kick siblings in the nuts and we bury this subject after it's <laughs> Uh, I will come back every time forevermore. I, I used a clip uh, on the show, if you listen to it. I used a clip from the Heritage Minute about Agnes McPhail. Is this oh. normal? That one. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. That's some good Canadian lore right well, there. <laughs> I mean, the Heritage Minute is about the Canadian prison system. And uh, Gord... <laughs> Uh, had sibling kickings. No. <laughs> Gord Tolton had read the credits before listening to the episode. You know, spoilers, Gord. And he was waiting for how it would come up. Uh, because, you know, all Canadians know a large number of Heritage Minutes b by heart, basically. I mean, we know all the catchphrases. 
It's uh, our patriotic duty. It is. <laughs> we there are a few you can do the entire script, and most oh, of the yeah. others you have at least a catchphrase. I encourage our American friends to look them up. Because yeah. I feel like that's like a weird glimpse into what was happening over here. Can it, yeah, I mean, they made some new ones later, but I mean, like the older ones are Canadian classics. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, can I need these baskets back. Oh. Exactly. Molly, All of that. Molly Johnson. <laughs> that one I can do entirely. I can do the yeah, yeah. Do everybody. <laughs> come on, Vince, come on. <laughs> You know very well I cannot read a word. You know. Oh, yes. oh yeah. And then the hand. Yeah, what's the one with the Inukshuk? Uh, oh, yeah. They will know we were here. They will you know. know we were here. Yeah, people oh, will know we were the, here. The church organ. It's ready. Oh, yes. And everyone rushes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know there, why. There are a bunch. I love it. For, for nerds listening, there is one about Superman because Joe Shuster yeah. was Canadian. Yeah. So um, oh, yeah. look him up. I just want to say there's a YouTube channel. Um, Historica Minutes. Captain Entropy uh, then said, I looked up Agnes McPhail after he read that comment from Gord. He says, I'm learning so much about Canada on this network. They should change its name to Fur and Ice. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, proposal is in committee. I expect the, uh, <laughs> the Americans to vote it down. So... <laughs> And Wait, before... do we count? Can we vote? Because I mean, we're we're a lot of people. We could I, maybe. You I know? think I think the, the Canadian contingent maybe have a, maybe has a majority, but um, <laughs> it's possible that we have like a vote per show, which means that yeah. Rob Kelly controls all the votes. So I... <laughs> it's not clear. Uh, so before... what you're saying, we just have to corrupt Rob Kelly. <laughs> It's not going to be easy. Uh, like Clockwork Orange and just show him heritage minutes. <laughs> what if we say by appearance, but before we say that, I sneak myself onto every single show. <laughs> yes. You've already almost done. I mean, you need to yes, get on exactly. those sitcom shows, those new sitcom shows. You haven't done any Cheers or MASH, right? No, take me on, guys. I yeah. want to be on your shows. Yeah, that's your holy grail. <laughs> Okay, so before we go, we have to mention the Fire and Water Podcast Network Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast. And if you like our content, please think about making a one-time or a monthly donation, the amount of which will allow you to unlock rewards, like getting on our hot list and getting the girls to throw a custom compliment at you. Uh, so let's do this. I'm E. I'm giving you Gotham Shoren. And you right. can keep him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try some uh, poison compliments. You are like arsenic, our poison of choice. Is it our poison of choice? It's, well, it's my it first for poison. It's, I think it's very popular, unscented, <laughs> undetectable, but it's you a know, one. a good that choice. Any, uh, that any smells like almonds. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not arsenic. That's, that's the other one. Oh, it's cyanide. Cyanide. So this is where you uh, you keep the proof that I didn't poison things. <laughs> I don't know how poisons work. Uh, okay, Nat, you get Eric. Eric, I give you the poison apple in Snow White so you get a great night's sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. How is that a compliment? <laughs> Look, it's a gift. Everyone oh, needs a good night's yeah. sleep. Look, you've been working hard, whether it be for some dwarves or whatever. <laughs> Shotgun, uh, how about you do Gene Hendrix? Okay, so I'm sorry in advance because Amity kind of stole my thunder, but... Oh, no. Is that a but, Gene Hendrix joke? 
kind of also <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, Gina Hendrix every time you comment uh, it makes me as happy as when I listen to the arsenic cake song from Asterix Aww. which I really love that is a great great and jam. maybe a very deep cut for uh, an English speaking person I don't know <laughs> I have no idea if if um... it's available in English. Google I it. know, I know. It's in the Cleo. <laughs> put it anything, Mike. Put it. It's, <laughs> do, 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 do. it's uh, Asterix okay. and uh, Cleopatra, not the live action one, but the cartoon one. Doesn't no. the live action have it too? No, it has the cake, but not the song. No, yeah, it has the Aww. cake, but not the song. It's not a musical. Boop, boop. Elise, Mike Danis. If I was inviting a bunch of people, I wanted to poison with arsenic. I'd warn you in advance so you could build your immunity. <laughs> Not so you just don't go. Just so he has like nights to prepare. Yeah, well, he still wants yeah. to go to the party. It might be cool I mean, I make great pies. It doesn't yeah. matter if they have arsenic in them or not. Yes, I, I'm, I'm currently ruining my uh, search history uh, by Googling <laughs> poisons. I'd like to say that you questioned if arsenic was the poison of choice, and uh, most of the compliments were about arsenic, so I'm going to go with that confirmed. Isabelle, who's left? Monsieur Luc? There's something about mushrooms. The compliment is just, I would never poison him. (laughs) Yeah, we're just not going to poison you. Congrats. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to make a joke about fungicides, but it's not not working out. I mean, he's not going to listen to this. So even if it's offensive, it's fine. (laughs) Maybe he's the one person we can be offensive to. Yeah. Because I believe the other people listen to the show. Mr. Nick is just throwing blind money out the window. (laughs) No, he's supporting his partner. He forgot he sponsors this show. (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was a one month thing. And now he's like, where's that $5 going to every month? (laughs) It's more than that because it's American, right? Yeah, I I feel like there's a compliment to make or a pun with like nice arse and arsenic. (laughs) (laughs) Your arse and nice. (laughs) Okay, I I think we, um, you're off the hook, Isabel. One of those. You're off the hook. I believe that was superior than all of the symptoms of poisoning I've just read. (laughs) (laughs) And now you will surely be incriminated if you do poison someone oh yes uh, the uh, fbi in charge of uh, watching my account has been alerted <laughs> fbi uh, from canada <laughs> before the cops come knocking at your door say goodbye <laughs> bye goodbye goodbye we love you insert a knocking sound of a police officer <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that that's very triggering for some people <laughs> Leave us comments wherever you can find the podcast, whether the Fire and Water Network website, the Fire and Water Network Facebook page, or through Twitter. The hashtag is FWPodcasts, plural. We'd love to hear from you about, well, I guess these four characters and concepts, but uh, on the show in general. Until next time, be hot, don't be not. Am I the only one that's really looking at our logo for the first time? Don't. Realizing that it's four covers? It's full of spoilers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shield your eyes! (laughs) Shield thine eyes!
<laughs> yeah, I've just started hiccuping. I, I would like to apologize if that continues. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to ruin the show. <laughs> <laughs>